What do we do when we find ourselves up against the many leadership challenges that exist within our chosen careers? We all have goals and achievements that we would like to accomplish. Unfortunately, these desires don't come equipped with insight or awareness on how to bring these accomplishments to light. In essence, this is why the Dream Octane Niche Finder Framework was formed. Our founder, Clifton C. Manning, spent the first 17 of his 20-year career in healthcare working with physicians and healthcare leaders to achieve patient-centric goals while possessing only an associate's degree in applied science. At times, these challenges were daunting, and he felt unqualified to achieve the success he wanted. However, he focused on becoming intentional in reading every leadership book that he could find, as well as attending frequent seminars in areas where he saw opportunities to improve. Over time, as he applied insights gained from these various sources, he was able to successfully and efficiently cross the hurdles he found himself up against. Eventually, varying degrees of success within his sphere of leadership influence became more evident. The Niche Finder podcast is intended to bring similar insight to you, the listener, from those who have achieved some level of noteworthy success in their chosen career. Our hope is that the challenges they have overcome in the past will provide insight for your current leadership struggles and unlock the dream of achieving success in your own career. We believe that if innovative change is an engine, your unique dreams and abilities could be its fuel. And now I present to you the host of the Niche Finder podcast, Clifton C. Manning. Welcome you to this version of the Niche Finder podcast. Today, we are privileged to have Blaine Elkers. His business is Self-Fluence, and he basically helps entrepreneurs and other businesses do their best selves, right? And so for those areas that they may feel stuck, he's one who's able to, I guess, unclog the drain <laughs> in their productivity. So without further ado, I want to introduce the Niche Finder podcast to Blaine Elkers. Welcome to the program. Cliff, thank you so much for having me on. Happy to be here. Love the show. Hope people will get in, subscribe, hit the, give it the five-star rating because you're out here helping people and showcasing some journeys. And I know listening to some of those shows helped me move a little forward in my own journey. So I hope I can add some value today and happy to be here. All right. I appreciate your kind words and also for taking the time to also express your journey towards our audience. So with that being said, why would the audience have a vested interest in what you have to say? Yeah, I, I had a few moments of dawning comprehension where the light bulb goes off and you're never quite the same. And so I, I think today, maybe sharing some of those will help someone else move a little bit closer to where they want to go. And in the end, I think that I'm on the planet to help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves. Something I call self-fluence, the art and science of influencing yourself, but also the power you already have to influence yourself. And so I think that a lot of people underestimate what they can do and how they can do it. And all the things, all the frameworks at this company called the Self-Fluence, they all are everything you need is within reach. You're already doing it and you can master it. So things like creating new habits. We have a framework, 21 second habits, how to create new habits in 21 seconds, not 21 days, the 30 minute hour, how to get an hour's worth of stuff done in just 30 minutes. And you already know how to do this stuff and you've done it before. You just may need a little bit of refocus. So we're here to help refocus, open your mind and, uh, and hopefully have you progress a little bit more in your journey. 
I love it. And one thing that I do deeply appreciate with coaches like yourself is that it reminds me like when I was in school and taking a writing class and the professor said at the very top and start of the class, he says, listen, I know this is a technical writing class and many of you have already written and done many different classes. Writing is like a Olympic runner getting a new coach. Although you may have a high performing athlete, as a, when you're in a new when you're in a new environment with a new coach, they may be able to tweak certain things that shaves off a few seconds. But those few seconds could actually be the difference between gold and silver. And so, like people like yourself, I'm so appreciative when I have them on because that little, even if it's a 20 second rule, whatever it is that's helping to get them engaged, that 21 second rule could be a game changer that can be the difference between gold and silver in their particular uh, yeah. journey. So I appreciate you. I agree you. 100%. And staying open, they call it the growth mindset versus the mm. fixed mindset. And being open to, yeah, what's that new thing I can learn? We're either winning or we're learning. Sometimes I think you you learn more by losing than you do by winning. But but I think, yeah, what's that? what could be that little thing, that little spark, that little idea that, that really sets you in motion and maybe helps you even, a lot of times we have a lot of head trash up there. Yeah. And that one little thing that helps you get rid of that limiting belief or move a little forward or push the voice of doubt those things can be can be very helpful and i think we can share some of those things today excellent so you've been doing this since 2009 what type of internal struggles did you have in your journey yeah, I had to mention, I, so I had a couple of moments of dawning comprehension that really changed my life and the first one happened in college so as i went to university and there, maybe a lot of people, a lot of the listeners, I've always been a seeker of knowledge. And I saw this ad for this book you could send away for an audio cassette. It was actually a reading by Earl Nightingale, a guy that ended up becoming one of my mentors. And it was an audio cassette tape. So I'm dating myself. That was the 80s. But but it was a reading of this book called Think and Grow Rich. And that title struck me. I got the audio tape and I listened to it. And then I bought the book and I read the book. And it was inside that book, in the reading of that book, my first kind of big moment of dawning comprehension came and I realized you know what you think about you bring about and so I made a little acronym called YTABA and that's an acronym for what you think about you bring about and I realized that my thoughts dictated what my mind perceived and what kind of my subconscious mind would give to the conscious mind was a lot based on my thoughts and it's a little bit of the law of attraction with action right what you think about you bring it about so there's an active component to it and that I had a lot of success from that I met my wife in college we've been married 30 years I had a great job coming out of college and the second moment which kind of put me on a path of self-development was I came home from a business trip and so I was working as a software engineer I came home from this long business trip and my son Bo he was like giving me the cold shoulder and I said Beth is Bo sick what's going on and she said no you were gone so long he forgot who you were and I was like, Whoa, wow, that, that hit me emotionally. Yeah. And then I realized when I was a kid, I would come home to an empty house. Both my parents work. A lot of times my brother wasn't there. And so that night I had this dawning comprehension moment that I didn't want that to happen for my son. And so that night I made a clarifying decision. I said, no matter what, I'm going to work from home. I'm going to be the work from home dad. I'm going to make that happen. So I started a couple of businesses that year. It took me a year, but a year later, I broke free from the job. And that was 27 years ago. So now the kids are grown out of the nest on their own. But for the last 27 years, I've worked from home. So before remote working was cool, I was already doing that. But here's what happened is when I started those companies, I had the time finally working from home to really do the 
self-discovery work, right? To do all those visualizations people talk about that never have time to do. Like, for example, I like this one. One of my favorites is thinking about, I used to think about my 100th birthday, but now with science and technology, I think about my 120th birthday. So I envision <laughs> I'm at my 120th birthday party. And there I am, and I'm over in the corner, and one by one, people get up to the microphone. It's a big party. My family, my friends, the community, people I work with, old podcast guests, hosts, and they come up and they talk about what I've done for them. And so that that kind of visualization gave me that depth of what did I really want my life to stand for, right? And so I realized that in this time, I realized that what I'd love to do was help people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves, what I call personal implementation. How do you get yourself to do the things you know you should do and then stop doing the things you know you shouldn't do? And if I ask people, name two or three things you want it, you should be doing for yourself or your body or your business, they always know it. If I say, what are those bad things you should stop doing? They always know it. They may not tell them all to me, but they have them. So we have those things already. It's just getting yourself to do it. And that's when I founded this company called Self-Fluence and I started helping people, primarily business owners actually, and master mind groups and that's when someone said hey you're helping us get results every week we want it we're gonna we're gonna call you the chief results officer and i was like that's i like that and so i searched there no one was using that title so i went to the trademark and patent office and i applied for it and got the registered trademarks or the r with the circle so i became america's only chief results officer and now since 2009 this is what i've been doing it's helping people take control of their lives by taking control of themselves and like i said you know how to do it already. You know how to be productive. You know how to create new habits. You're really already a habit master. Sometimes people say, no, I'm really bad at habits. But I said, okay, in the last 24 hours, have you brushed your teeth? And every hand goes up. And they said, how long have you done that? And they're like, decades. I'm like, yes, see, you already know how to do it. We just have to leverage the power of what you already know how to do. So that's what I've been doing now for more than a decade and enjoying it. Excellent. What type of external struggles did you have? Finally, the struggles come, I think a lot of times internally, the struggles are on mind. Sometimes it's harder on you than the physical struggles or the external struggles. Have other people, right? People, they're not sure what you're doing. What do you mean you're working from home? This was what, you know, back 27 years. Is that a real job? My, my parents didn't understand what I was doing from home, working from home. So I think some of those external judgments of what people do and say can be troublesome. But then you have periods of, of opportunity, which are exciting, but then you have periods of difficulty, right? And life is this mixture of opportunity and difficulty. Sometimes there's more opportunity, sometimes there's more difficulty. But so I think other people's impressions, having to let go of that, build my self-confidence, up to a level that I could handle when things went wrong or when people said things that were somewhat hurtful to what I was trying to do. I had to figure out ways to work through that and work past that. And then other things, I had other physical things happen. My wife, my wife had a brain tumor. So dealing with that, okay, now dealing with some of those bigger issues in life can be a setback. The business turned out to be a blessing there because I could step away from it. It pretty much runs itself. So that, that was good. But I think this, for me, the biggest struggles came from the inner dialogue with myself and this concept of white table, what you think about, you bring about. If you're thinking about bad stuff, you're going to bring that about too. And the day actually my son was born, 
was that one of the happiest days of my life that we have I've got we've got two kids but the first one was our son and I spoke to my dad that and saying hey now your grandpa and all that and then unfortunately so I had the high highs that night he passed away from something called sudden death heart attack and he didn't even know he was sick so then I went from like this highest high to this lowest low and I was I had a lot of bitterness anger bitterness because my dad was like my go-to guy and that's when I really had to use that white table and I really had to go decide was I going to be bitter or better and so once I came to terms with it and knew that my dad would want me to be better not bitter almost in honor of my dad I became this work at home dad too so anyway there was a lot going on there and I will say a few things that got me through that right the solution to pollution is dilution right like you have that mm. scientific experiment mm. like you have That's the right. beaker filled with a dark liquid and you pour the mm-hmm. clear liquid it gets clear clear that works for your brain as well and for bad stuff negative stuff you pour in the positive and so back then if i was probably at a 10 to 1 ratio meaning i needed 10 hours of earl nightingale or jim Rohn or great books or something i had to pour in 10 hours to to dilute the one hour of pity party victimhood all that stuff whereas today I'm only down to one to one so if I've got a bad 30 minutes I can just throw in a certain Jim Rohn maybe uh, the power of ambition was one of my favorite programs mm. he did put that program on for 30 minutes and I'm back but pouring in the positive that that was a big thing that helped me through and the second thing was that I realized that I needed we take a shower typically people shower every day to wash their body mm-hmm. right don't it's going to start to smell but what I realized is that I wanted to and I needed to take a mind shower every day mm-hmm. so every day in the morning I take a mind shower now I like a 10 minute mind shower but if I don't have time I'll just do a 3 minute mind shower but I like to wash out the head trash every day and that really started to help me because then it framed the day for me and I was looking through kind of the right lens of the day and so that was I think taking that mind chart I use an app called Headspace for that it's like a meditation app there's another app called Calm that is really good Insight Timer is a great one especially if you want to do with other people and then there's one that I sometimes use called Abide which is a Christian meditation app so anyway but there's a couple of tips there for people to maybe help you get through some of those rough patches love it speaking of Jim Rowan he has a quote that says don't wish it was easier wish you were better And so I see in your journey, it actually culminated to that point, as you just so well articulated. So that's what I consider to be your journey. Now I want to talk about what I consider to be your niche. And that niche is made up of five qualities is what's your passions? What do you do that feels purposeful? The things that are patterns in your life, proficiencies, what you've learned to do well over time, and then also problem solving, which also includes problem finding, right? So we go up to the top. What are your passions? What do you do that when you do it, you feel ignited? Yeah, I think for me, I have service to many leads to greatness. I feel great when personally, like when I'm consistent, when I've got good habits, when I'm making progress for me, done is the engine of more. Like I feel good about that. But it, but now it switches to how do I help other people do that? So when I see someone else create a new habit in 21 seconds and then keep that habit and it changes their life, that to me is the big ticket. What do you do that when you do it, you feel like I was made for this moment? Yeah, I think that helping other people, again, for the power they already have to influence themselves, and probably the the most fun way I do that, that I enjoy the most, is I do something called a super results day. 
And the Super World Results Day is where we get together on Zoom, and uh, we get together actually four times every three hours. And in the, for, in the beginning of the day, we do a mind dump on all the stuff we have to do for the day, and then we process that list. And then people go and they just basically crush their own to-do list throughout the day with some accountability and encouragement. And we have a little theme for the day, but just getting together in this fun, get it done kind of space, I feel like that's really what what I was born to do and it feels so great to do it and, and it's exciting and I've done hundreds and hundreds of those days but I still get giddy and excited to do them each time I do about three of those a month excellent Nelson Mandela said it always seems impossible until it's done uh, what patterns do you have what do you do that when you do it it just feels natural to you Yeah, for me, I think it's organizing things down to the simple. How simple can you get it? And figuring out the simplicity and the leverage. So I think those things have served me well. And uh, even if we talk a little bit about creating new habits, and I mentioned that the brushing of the teeth, there's a this concept of the 21 second habit. How do you create a new habit in 21 seconds, not 21 days? And that comes from this idea of simplification and leverage. And so the first part of that is called habit linking. And that's where you link the new habit that you're trying to create to an existing habit that you already have that you don't have to think about. No willpower required, right? Brushing your teeth. My wife, she is like the dentist recommended two minute brusher in the morning and at night. And she used to have daily, nearly daily migraine headaches. And they said, hey, you got to fill out this headache log. What did you eat? What do you think the triggers are? What's the weather? What's the barometric pressure? All this stuff. And she could only do it for two or three days and then she would lose it. She couldn't start that new habit. And so then one night I was watching her brushing her teeth and I go, bingo, that's it. Habit linking. So she took her headache log, put it under the toothbrush and the toothpaste. And when she brushed her teeth, she filled out the log. Now she got four minutes a day, two in the morning, two at night. And she went 90 days in a row filling out the log. She never lost it because we knew where it was. And that habit linking allowed her to create that new habit and make it be perfect. And then now she has a migraine every couple of months at the most, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Habit linking is that first big one. And then the second big part is you need to surf some kind of an urge and use that 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 desire, that urge, you surf the power of that urge to get you to do the habit. Like in my wife's case, she will not go to bed with that gritty feeling on her teeth. She has to brush those teeth. And it's that urge, that desire to brush her teeth and gets her to do the new habit. For me, I mentioned that mind shower. When I discovered that little habit linking and surfing the urge, I said, okay, I want to read the Bible every day, but I also, I want to do a mind shower every day. So what I did is I said, okay, Blaine, What do you do? No willpower required every morning. And the first thing I do every morning, yes, the smartphone, Mm -hmm. my smartphone. There's no willpower required. And when I open it, though, I have this urge, this big urge and desire because I have text messages that came in. I want to check email, what orders have come in, what's going on in the world. How are my investments doing? All this stuff I want to check. And so what I did is I moved all the apps off the home screen and I just put this Bible app in Headspace. And I said, look, I can't touch any of those other things. I'm going to surf my urge to make me do those two new habits every day. But I didn't have to think about it. It was linked, right? And so today when I opened my phone, today was day 1,721 days in a row Mm. that I've done that habit, that I've taken the mind shower and did my Bible app. And so there's a lot of power in that simplicity. Again, you are already a habit master, right? You just need to focus a little bit and master a little habit linking, a little urge surfing, and you can do the same.
Excellent. In Napoleon Hill's book, which you referenced earlier, Think and Grow Rich, he has a quote that says, success requires no apologies. Failure permits no alibis. When we think about your proficiencies, what have you learned to do well over time? Yeah, I think I've learned to plan my day. That's probably one of the biggest habits that I got started. And planning my day, it just goes so much better, right? I call it next day planning. Never never let a day end without planning the next one. And I think that's probably one of the biggest kind of skills that I learned and perfected over time. Started off with just a list of here are my top things to do. Then I realized it was better to kind of time block and schedule things, right? So it took my daily day design up a notch, right? Then I realized, okay, there's certain things I want to get done and there's a priority order to those things. And I just built, I started small and I want to win early and win often. And then I built up to to that. And and then I think the ability to teach that to other people has been something else that, that I perfected. I love that. Win early and win often. That's awesome. Michael Hyatt said, usually you get just enough light to take the next step. And so when we think about problem solving or problem finding, what do people come to you to solve in a unique way? Yeah, so I love that. And I love just solving the next, just taking the next step, that progress, that gives you more energy. I do say that win early, win often, because it's like the battle of the brain chemicals upstairs every day. And that progress is what real, that's what helps you to get the dopamine and really feel the energy to be able to move forward. But people typically come to me looking for more results. They're overwhelmed. They know that some clarity, some accountability, and some encouragement is going to help them move forward. But most people are overwhelmed. Most entrepreneurs, business owners are living life a day behind or worse, maybe more than a day behind. And then, so then we go on this journey being like a day behind to just being behind, to being caught up, to being ahead, to being a day ahead. And I Mm -hmm. typically, unless I'm coming back from vacation or something, I typically live a day ahead. And so what that means, this day ahead lifestyle is one where when I wake up, I might have some appointments like doing this podcast, but all my stuff is, I'm working on stuff for tomorrow and the day after that. And when you are in that zone, I'm a better person. Like the, a day ahead person is a better person because I'm not under such a strain of urgency. So I can be a better father, a better spouse, a better friend. If a business crisis comes up for somebody, I can jump right in, right? Because my schedule's not like inundated with things. So I think that's what people come to me for. And I think that's the main things are about the power they already have to influence themselves, then getting out of that overwhelmed state and then progressively moving towards being a day ahead. Excellent. So that's what I consider to be your niche. This last section, a couple questions that I have for you is now you speaking to me, but you're actually going to be speaking to your younger self. So just pretend that I become your younger self. And so you now want to give the secrets towards the success that you now achieve. So what one secret would you share with your younger self to help accelerate their progress from where they are at that moment in time to where they are today? Yeah, I would say first is to get a mentor and lean into that mentor, right? And so I had some mentors, but I didn't really lean into those mentors until later in in my life and business career. So figure out somebody that you admire and you can have multiple mentors. You might have one for health, one for business, one for mindset, right? But lean into those people. And it could be someone that you know and is maybe ahead of you down the track a little bit further, or it could be someone like a Jim Rohn that you can use his audio programs, his books. They can inspire you. They can lead you. And if you study their material enough, you can. And the 
Napoleon Hill talks about this in his book, Think and Grow Rich. You can have an invisible, he called them the invisible counselors, but you can have a, almost a conversation in your mind with that person and they can actually kind of guide you and lead you along the way. So that would be number one. And then I would tell my younger self to also lean into the power of your own mind and the power of your thoughts. That is so key that literally physically you create your reality by the lens that you look through. And I'm talking like the physical manifestation. So, so for example, like Cliff, if I told you, if I said, look, unfortunately, today is going to be like one of the worst days of your life. I tell you that now, all of a sudden, just you hearing that, you're a little bit scared. You're like, oh, what does that mean? And then you go out that day and you're almost hit by a car. And you say, oh gosh, Blaine was right. I was almost hit by this car. What? What's the next bad thing that's going to happen? And you're timid and your physiology and you're all like constricted and scared, right? Now let's go that same day, but I hand you a different lens. And I say, Cliff, today, I don't know why, today's going to be one of the best freaking days of your life. Same exact circumstance happens. You're almost hit by the car, but you're not hit by the car. And you're like, Blaine was right. This is the best day of my life. This is exceptional. The universe, God has a reason for me to be here. And you're excited and your your posture and your physiology is excitement. What next good thing is going to happen to me? And the difference, the physiology, the brain chemistry, all that was simply on your lens, on what you think on what you thought and what you're looking for. I call it the lens of the future. And so when I take my mind shower in the morning, I'm real intentional about setting that lens for the future. Now, bad things are going to happen and good things are going to happen. But the lens that you look through, that's what makes all the difference. Uh, Jim Rohn, he said, it's not what happens that determines your life future. It's what you do about what happened. And that makes all the difference is, is that lens. So I would tell my younger self to get the right lens every day. That's going to actually really end up creating a better reality for you. Jim Carrey said in a 2014 commencement speech, you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance to do something that you love. And when you're talking to your younger self now, what encouragement would you give them to staying committed? to this dream and vision that you have. Yeah, with that opportunity to talk to the younger self to say that last quote I just said is that the circumstances, they don't matter. It's your response to what happens that makes all the difference. So rest a little easier knowing that, you know, you're going to handle whatever happens and spend more time in, in a flow state than in a worry state. Right. Spend more time in the flow state than the worry state and know that that there are mentors there to help you along the way and you can figure anything out and it's going to be OK. Excellent. Last question that I have for you. How do you know when it's time to change course versus staying focused on your goal? Ooh, that is a good one. And knowing when to quit is a tricky proposition because we're conditioned. Never quit. Never quit quitters or losers. So there's a lot of conditioning behind that, but there are there, there are times and winners pull the plug. Look at anybody that has a multi-million dollar business and they'll give you three businesses that they failed at before they got there, right? So realize that there is a time to pull the plug. Now, I'm not saying that don't stay committed to something, right? But you need to stay committed. But for me, you've got to put a timeline on that, right? And you may be going in the wrong direction with whatever you're trying to do. And many times what happened for me is a business model stops working. And so a business needs to generate a certain amount of profit. And if the pricing structure and the offerings of the products and services and the hiring of the people to fulfill those products and services doesn't produce a profit, you have to look at pivoting. 
And the pandemic caused a lot of pivots. And so I, I don't think it's an easy, an easy thing to do. But I will say that a lot of times there's a little bit of a, the world's going to throw some resistance at you, right? And your attitude comes down for a little bit. There's a little dip there. And that's where you need to see, is it worth it to push through and try to push through? But if you go 90 days, six months, whatever, and you're not pushing through, then you may need to take a step back and take and think of the step back as a slingshot, as the pulling back to go forward, because you're going to be smarter and better in, in that new business. But it can be tough, especially if other people's lives are involved and things like that. But in the end, if the underlying fundamentals aren't right, I think you have to move on. Excellent. And so we haven't even touched on your TED Talk. I know you have that YT, but you've referenced it, but that also is a pretty awesome TED Talk. I did watch it. I really enjoyed it. And you gave some really good tips in those as well. But now if someone wanted to get in contact with you, a uh, matter of fact, we'll put that link, the link to your TED Talk in, in the description um, for the show so people can access it for themselves as well. But if they want to get in contact with you, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, the simplest thing is actually go to BlaineTedx.com. So B-L-A-I-N-E-T-E-D-X.com. And there you can opt in. Then you'll get a copy of my talk. You can watch it, a transcript. And I do go over a pretty cool little hack to, to remind your subconscious of whatever you want to bring about in your life, whether it's a goal or maybe it's a new trait in for yourself, but to remind yourself a hundred times a day automatically. So that's cool. But then we'll be connected. You'll have my email. You'll have access to articles, the super results days I do. So just BlaineTedx.com. And if I can serve or help you in any way, happy to do it. Excellent. And again, for our niche finder community, you already know if you're interested in finding how to become clear about your niche and not only have the clarity, but make some drastic changes in how all of these things that you possibly could be good at to become specific about it. So you not only have clarity, but you have specificity, which then leads to content that you create to possess authenticity. Visit us on dreamoctane.org. Again, that's dreamoctane.org. And we can connect. We can do a 30-minute call, free assessment, and we can help you to get you closer to that dream of becoming specific. And Blaine, we want to thank you for being on our program today. I thought you shared some really good nuggets. I'm hoping that people will reach out to you to get in contact with America's only chief results officer. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I'll leave the audience with this. The bad news, the bad news is time flies. The good news, you're the pilot. So pilot well, my friends. Excellent, excellent. And Niche Fighter community, we look forward to having the very next guest on our show who can help you on your journey towards success. Thanks again.